0: This is Raptors Shoot Around.
1: It's on to the finals.
0: A TSN 1050 playoff special.
1: Oh, baby, what a play! The Raptors and the NBA Finals live here. Oh, yes, guy. Come on, let's get an uppercut with that, yes, guy. Oh, yes, guy. Raptors Shoot Around bonus hour. Leaf's lunch, not with us today. Back tomorrow, but right now it is Raptors shoot-around with Jim Taddy until 1. And then Raptors game day with Matt Cause, followed by Overdrive, followed by exclusive coverage from Scotiabank Arena, the pregame show. Dwayne Watson will join postgame coverage as well, all right here on TSN 1050. And who knows what could happen tonight? Tons of anticipation in the air. I did uh, sort of a CSI on the four games. This is like the team results, not the individual players. And uh, I'll get into that shortly. I just want to bring on Jack Armstrong first. At hello, Jack is the Twitter account. Mr. Armstrong, how are you today, sir? Good, Jim. How are you, buddy? Good, good. Uh, when you look back, uh, maybe maybe we just deal with Game 4, but when you look back over the four games, and, and maybe Game 4 applies to this, what has surprised you that the Raptors have done?
0: Uh, you know, a few things. I think, that number one, they've done a really good job of just slowing... Uh, Golden State down, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they've done a good job protecting the ball and being efficient on the offensive end. You know, so they've been, uh, you know, they've been the more efficient offensive team. And I think when you are that way, it it eliminate it doesn't eliminate it limits um, transition for Golden State, and then that allows you to get into guarding them in the half court. And that is really the most important thing to me, is when you play them, uh, you've got to win that battle. You've got to be the better offensive team, and you've got to take care of the ball. I mean, Golden State's uh, turned the ball over 15 more times in this series. They haven't shot the ball as well. So those are things that really help uh, favor the Raptors. And, and to win tonight, that's going to be, the, again, the thing that I keep watching. That, to me, is the most important thing. Uh, Just put yourself in positions to guard them and put yourself in positions to guard them the way you want to guard them, and that is in the half court. And the most you can do that, the better you're going to be.
1: That may be simple analysis, but it, it just seems to me watching those games, and you know the X's and O's, um, that the Raptors are sort of adjusting and and, and tweaking and, and, and evolving as the game goes on. And I wouldn't necessarily say the Warriors have been guilty of that so far.
0: No, I, I think, uh, you know, you, you go into it, and you're playing the champs, you know, the urgency is on you to be uh, be proactive and, and to to try to always outflank them and be one step ahead of them. And uh, you know that's critical, and I think Nick Durst and his staff have, have done a really nice job of that. Not only in this series, but in the Orlando, Philadelphia, Milwaukee series. That uh, as as the uh, series kind of breathes and takes on a life of its own, you know you get a, get a, a pulse for for what works, what doesn't, what matchups are, are necessary, which ones you want to avoid areas of exploitation, areas of avoidance. Um, and to me, I think that those are things that uh, a good coaching staff kind of feels and reads and sees and senses and and goes to work uh, making sure that those those are elements that have to be in place.
1: I guess the uh, the, the story that, that sort of, um, I, I don't want to call it distraction, it's a disservice to the guy, but if Kevin Durant plays How do the Raptors exploit that, and and how do they not get sucked into being distracted?
0: Well, I don't know about being distracted, because when the Warriors had a fully healthy team back in December and the Raptors didn't have Kawhi Leonard, they went into Gold State and beat them. So uh, I think they have every bit of... I mean, they've beaten the Warriors five out of six times this year. If they made a few shots, they probably... We wouldn't even have a game tonight. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so it's... Uh, and I'm not saying that disrespecting the Raptors. I'm just saying that it, it's just the Raptors have done a great job against these guys the entire year, Uh whether it be with KD, without KD, whoever else. You know, I think if, if he plays, all right, so be it. Well, we've beaten them with him before. I mean, the two games he played during the regular season, the Raptors beat them both times. Um, so to me, I, I just look at it and say, hey, you know, Whatever happens, happens. If he plays or doesn't play, your game plan still has to be the same in terms of what you do offensively to execute. I think you got to attack him when you have opportunities to see how mobile he is and how good he is and what kind of shape he's in. You got to make him run the floor. And then on the offensive end, when he's on offense, I mean, he's a great shooter, uh, and you just got to be into him. Uh, you know, he'll, the good thing that he'll bring them is spacing because you got to guard him. That opens up their team a little bit more. But uh, the reality is uh, it's still an adjustment for them as much as you.
1: Um, the the Kawhi Leonard performance, uh, the numbers are are Jordan-esque, uh, and, and it's just, it's fun to watch because, you know, eventually something good's going to happen and you can see him sort of buy some time for other people and, and keep the the team in the game. And, And certainly the first quarter of the last game is a good example of that and the third quarter as well. How, how would you describe what he's doing?
0: Uh, he's a creature of habit and what I'm seeing and what he's doing is the fact that this man has paid the price he doesn't skip steps he works at it Uh, he knows he belongs he knows he deserves success because he's paid the ultimate price you know i always reflect on the the statement muhammad ali said one time he said i win my fights running on a dark country road at five o'clock in the morning so that i know late in a in a fight that I have done everything I possibly can, and when the time comes, when I get to stand in the center of the ring to win it, I'm going to win it because I know I've paid the price. And I look at a guy like Kawhi Leonard; it's all deserved, earned success because he's paid the ultimate price. And there are certain guys that cheat the game and don't don't necessarily put all the work into it. And then there are others that are, you know, whatever their skill level is, uh, they're getting everything they can out of who they are. And I look at Kawhi Leonard, and he's an example of that, and that's a really positive role model to me as a basketball guy. When I look at him out there, I, I admire and respect what he does and what he stands for because the guy has a great, great work ethic.
1: It's fun to watch Kyle Lowry mature, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's... uh He's, uh, you know, I mean, I've, obviously, Kyle's been here seven years, so I've really got the, the opportunity to to watch him and get to know him and see, you know, how he goes about his business and, uh, you know that he's a smart guy, and he's a committed guy, and he's a heck of a player, and he's a great competitor, and he's a, a guy that has had, you know, his ups and downs, and that's all part of it. Uh But when you I always say about him, it's like, uh, you know, you're growing up playing ball in the schoolyard. You want to stay on the court and keep playing. And too often people, you know, get caught up in, well, what what round were you drafted in and what was your uh, draft spot and this and that. And, you know, Kyle Lowry might not win the beauty contest, but I'll tell you what, he'll win the games. You want him on your team because you're going to stay on the court all day. And that's what just makes him great. He's just an incredibly uh, passionate competitor. And, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for guys like him and Marcus. All older players who've had accomplished professional careers, and yet, you know, they, 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 there's, there's this thing that they don't have yet. And, uh, you know, if they win tonight uh, or whenever they win it, uh, I'll feel great for guys like Kyle Lowry, Marcus, so I'll feel great for all of them. But, you know, particularly the older guys, because it's uh, you, you never know if you ever get a chance to get back here again.
1: There's some marvelous stories on this roster. The bench would be one. I mean, it, was, it wasn't very good in previous rounds, and Serge in the last game with 20 points is phenomenal, and Freddie Van Vliet has done really well the last six games. That's fun, too, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, Serge Ibaka's been great the last two games uh you know obviously in game 3 i mean the, the shot blocking and the just the, the force that he played with and then uh game 4 uh he brought it all together uh, he was tremendous and you know there's been a game in every series or two where he's come in and been really impactful uh and the i think if i'm not mistaken the raptors are 8 and oh when Serge Ibaka scores 10 or more points in the postseason And, you know, the other night was the eighth time that happened. So, to me, it says a lot about just how important he is. And then Fred, you know, Fred Van Vliet's man, he's a winner. I mean, you just look at the guy and he just, he he gives it his all on the defensive end. And he's got a great, you know, scouts like, you know, you, you look and you say, what's the guy's makeup? Well, he's got a great makeup. He's mature. He's smart. He's heady. He's a tr- you know he really understands the game. I think someday if he ever decided to do it, he'd be a great head coach. Um, he has all those attributes, and um, he leads man, and he leads by example, and he's again he's dialed into what's supposed to be going on.
1: Uh, there's just so many great stories here, and the one that is now gaining traction, but probably should have earlier, is the head coach Nick Nurse. He's done a phenomenal job, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, no, I mean he's paid his dues and he's ready for this opportunity. Uh, you know, he's 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 had the career over in Europe and and in the G League and then uh, did a great job for five years working as an assistant for Dwayne Casey and um, he's stepped into that role and done a, a wonderful job and 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 it hasn't been easy. He's had a lot of different lineups this year. He's had to deal with because of injuries and. Uh, you know, transition and trades and, uh, all those kind of things. And uh, I think he's, he's just been, you know, he doesn't worry about what he doesn't have. He just coaches with what he does have. And I, I really like that approach. You never hear him complain about anything. And he just, uh, you know, he ended up being a, a the ideal choice for Masai Ujiri. Uh, when the decision was made, uh, on the coaching situ- uh, coaching front. So he's done a, he's done a wonderful job and, uh, deserves a ton of credit. And I think he's got his team's attention and respect. Uh, they believe in him. They believe in what he and his coaching staff are doing. And, uh, it's pretty evident in terms of how this team plays.
1: I like your take on, you know, as, as you're on the broadcast for us and you're watching the box in one and then you're watching in game four where they go big against the Warriors for a brief moment of time that was very effective. What were your thoughts?
0: My thoughts were he's, uh, he's, uh, he's got a great feel in game of what he wants to do. Uh, I mean, whoever supersizes against the Warriors, like <laughs> whoever goes big against them, it's always, you know, the classic, they make you go small. And he went big. And, you know, now the Warriors are like, whoa, wait a minute. Uh, you know, they leave Steph out there and they don't have uh, Clay Thompson or Quinn Cook on the floor. And then, bang, what does Nick Nurse immediately do? He goes box at one So I just think that he's really uh, – he, he just feels the game. He senses it. He, he's he, he's uh, a step ahead of you. He's a really good chess player. And uh, to me, that's important and uh i i feel confident uh, any game that he coaches because uh he's he's on it and he understands what what he wants it to look like
1: uh jack just can you give us some sort of a, a an idea what we should look for as this game unfolds tonight
0: well uh you know obviously you know the first thing would be the dynamic of kevin knows with uh, there uh but beyond that uh i would say uh, to me, again, I mean, the, the, the biggest indicator to me for Raptor success is if they're really efficient tonight offensively, meaning, you know, quality shots, ball protection over time. I mean, and they were pretty efficient in game four in the first half. They just couldn't shoot the ball. But uh, they, they were still in the game because they weren't turning it over and they were getting good shots. And sooner or later that turns, you know. So I think a lot of it comes down to, you know, just execute your stuff. And the better your offense is, the better your defense is going to be. So that's the biggest indicator to me. If you come out and play really well offensively tonight, you're getting yourself in a position where you can get back and transition and guard. You can get back and make them have to come at you against an organized defense and you're not allowing them to get behind your defense and get, you know, dunks and get a man advantage two man advantage situation where now they're shooting wide open threes and things like that. So that to me is kind of what I'm looking at. And I think if they, you know, there's going to be some jitters and excitement and, you know, kind of like game one of the NBA finals, because it's a new new territory. And I thought they did a good job handling all that. And I, I think if they, if they do a good job, Tonight, early on, I think they'll settle down. They'll break their sweat, and it'll be just a basketball game like any other basketball game in terms of the strategy, the ebb and flow. Uh, you know, the basket's still going to be 10 feet. The court's going to still be 94 feet. And, uh, you know, once you get into the middle of the game, all that other stuff, uh, you know, kind of goes out the window. You just concentrate on playing the game. But you, know, you, you got to get through the, all that other stuff first. Um, and the crowd, I think, will be you know magnificent and, and supportive, and uh, I, you know, I'm excited about it.
1: Uh, Chuck Swirsky was on with us in the last segment. He said to pass this along, hello from Chuck Swirsky.
0: You know, it's funny you said that, because I just got a text from Chuck about, I don't know, maybe a half hour ago. So, uh, you know, when I started with the Raptors 21 years ago, Chuck was my broadcast partner on radio and uh, taught me a ton, and I'm uh, here I am tonight doing the game on radio and doing pre and post on TV. But it's uh, – I, I, and then I, I had a great run with Chuck for 10 years on both TV and radio, and he's a, a marvelous play-by-play guy. And We had a great time. And now I'm blessed with two great guys to work with, uh, Matt on the television side and Jonesy on the radio side. I couldn't be luckier. I've had some incredible play-by-play partners.
1: Jack, we'll talk later tonight. Thank you.
0: Jim, I look forward to seeing
1: you later, buddy. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Jack no Armstrong way. from TSN Raptors coverage and, of course, in the booth tonight with us, actually on, on, at courtside with Paul Jones with the exclusive radio call of Game 5 of the NBA Finals, and uh, he'll be part of our pregame show that starts at 7 here on TSN 1050. Later on, Matt Cause when we come back, some facts and figures and some more sound. This is Raptors Shootaround, TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca. Also available on the TSN and iHeartRadio apps.